The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, can you believe it is five years to the day since the Dáil took the decision to lift the ban on the sale of alcohol on Good Friday? We haven't looked back since. Some might say, although I'm sure uh, people lament that day off. Uh, nonetheless, it does raise the question, though, of where our licensing laws go next. Uh, Ian Redmond is with me. He's the owner of Tramline on Delir Street in Dublin. Uh, Ian, it is good to see you. Um, what would you change next? Uh, well, the, the the SEO system and the um, the nighttime uh, permit, you know, we're we're in a bit of a crisis. What is the SEO system for the people special at home? exemption order system where we have to go to court every month and apply for what nights we can open in advance? So if we get a booking now for next Tuesday night, if there's an after party coming in from the three arena, we can't open because we haven't gone to court the month beforehand and specified we're going to open that night. So we miss out on loads of these bookings because uh, of of the, the archaic system it just the licensing laws are being overhauled at the moment there's a 400 page draft bill gone through the government and the um, the joint committee on justice met yesterday in fact to progress this and we're hoping that these new uh, laws will be passed um, the sale of alcohol bill will be passed and brought into law by uh, before the summer recess for the government go away because we really need it for this summer. You know, tourism is, um, it needs to come back after COVID and, you know, if we can offer tourists late night dancing in the city, fantastic. You know, the Good Friday thing was brilliant five years ago and it's added, there's only 52 Friday nights in the year and it's added another night out and it's like a bank holiday in fact. So, you know, it's kind of divided over the weekend. You get your Friday, your Saturday and your Sunday but there's loads of things that need to be changed and the differentiation needs to be made between uh, the pub business and a nightclub business they're Mm. two very distinct different types of businesses just because we serve alcohol we're a different offering we don't do food you know Uh, Sheila Gilhini is with us well the CEO of Alcohol Action Ireland Sheila uh, as as Ian says, uh, there is this overhaul happening uh, of the licensing system in this country. Um, what concerns would you have about that overhaul or what would you like to see addressed? Well, we don't have a problem at all with the streamlining of processes around uh, licensing. And there is an opportunity to pull together, you know, multiple bills that are multiple acts that, that are in place around alcohol licensing. What we um, would really like to see is that in that overhaul, that public health is put as the objective for any licensing, um, you know, for the sale of alcohol. And the reason for that is that alcohol is a product, it is a harmful product, and it is no ordinary product. So it's, um, there, there needs to be conditions, um, that really take into account public health impacts of the sale of alcohol. Our primary concern really about uh, the bill that, that that has been put forward at the moment is that there is an extension of licensing hours uh, across and, and also an extension of um, the types of, of premises uh, that uh, the types of places that, that you might actually be able to buy alcohol. So in effect, not only would there be an increase in licensing hours, there would also be uh, an increase in the density of alcohol outlets. And we have very good evidence that when you uh, put together an increase uh, like that, you will see um, increases in harms from alcohol. You will see increases in domestic violence. You'll see increases in public order, assaults on the street, admissions to to hospital. So all of these things really need to be taken into Mm. account um, when when looking uh, to do an overhaul. So so more availability leads to more consumption and the negative consequences of overconsumption. 
Yes, that, that is absolutely the case. And there is well-documented evidence from jurisdictions around the world. In fact, the, the World Health Organization published a report just before Christmas there, um, actually pulling together all of that evidence. And, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's something that we would be saying to the, um, to the Arachthus uh, Justice Committee, who are now just doing the pre-ledge mm. uh, scrutiny, that these are, these are things that really must be taken into account. Uh, Ian, it goes without saying you don't condone the abuse of alcohol. So, I mean, how do you strike that balance then, you know, with that evidence? Yeah, no, Sheila makes some very good points there. But, you know, we notice when we're trading, if we open at 10 o'clock, that the bars would die off at uh, 1.45, 2 o'clock. And there isn't a mass rush to the bar like back in, like... uh, Teenagers and like 18 on and young adults, they've learned a lot about uh, their own personal health and personal development over the last couple of decades. And we certainly notice there isn't as much of an emphasis on binge drinking as there used to be. So, you know, what we're looking to do is to increase the hours so we can offer a service to people who work in the hospitality industry who might finish at 12 o'clock and they can come out. So just because uh, places open more hours, you know, um, these people aren't going to the off-license at 11 in the morning when they open. You know, there's there's potentially 14 hours of drinking in a day. So, no, I, th- I think we're just going to offer a, d- a different kind of uh, offering to our customers. Mm. It's it's not necessarily the, to the point that uh, th- just because we stay open another hour, they're going to be sc- sculling back extra pints. Yeah. So that that you you see that you and your mem- your your colleagues rather see that there's changing patterns of behavior when it comes to alcohol consumption. Absolutely, like even even my own uh, um, uh, friends and their kids who are turning eighteen, that they're, they're all health focused now. You know, they're all worried about like the gym, cycling, running. Uh, it's fantastic uh, that the uptake in sport in this country, and you know, COVID has uh, has brought that on even further. We we're even talking about running earlier. Um, yeah, that there's much more of an emphasis now on the youth of today about, about healthy lifestyle choices. So um, nightclubbing to me is about dancing and uh, drinking and um, uh, other parts of it are a secondary uh, aspect to it. But it's about getting out, socialising. And uh, you're, you're, it's a rite of passage and learning how to socialise, not just being stuck in front of a video game or mm. in, in front of a television. Uh, and, you know, you're not going to do sports at 1am to... 2am in the morning, you know, they're the times to get out and dance. Sheila, do you see that in in the evidence that ye collect, those changing patterns of behaviour? Um, well, sadly, I'd have to say, actually, when we look at uh, the population of 15 to 20, uh, 24-year-olds, of those who drink, um, 37% would have an alcohol use disorder. So I know there's an awful lot of talk about a, a new era, Gen Z, wellness, all of this kind, kind of stuff. But sadly, we see the reality and we see the reality. But is that number data. higher or lower than it was five or ten years ago? I actually just don't have that figure because um, that was recent data from the, the HRB uh, the Health Research Board, which was asking that question for the first time, really okay. looking at, at Cause, alcohol Because other, other, other consumption trends are trending downwards. Is that fair? Yeah. Uh, it is true that um, we have definitely decreased the the amount of alcohol that that we that we are drinking as a as a whole of population uh, from the really sky high levels that we were at back in the early part of uh, this century, um, and th- there has been a pullback on that. Through, really, primarily because of a couple of different measures that would have you know come into place. But um, and over the last few years, there has been very little change. I, I am just at this point ignoring the pandemic because there was eleven percent drop during the pandemic years. But then you know pubs and clubs and restaurants, whatever were 
all closed. Um, we think it's likely that uh, this year, when we get the, the, the full data back, that we will see that we're okay. back to pre, pre-pandemic levels. Having feet on the ground, Sheila, um, and noticing what's happening in my premises, uh, there is definitely um, a quantum leap uh, towards uh, wellness and away from binge drinking and um, getting those last pints into it. That's yeah. that's what I'm experiencing. Yeah, I can only go by the, by the evidence that, that is actually you know collected by the health research board, and also I think when we look worldwide and we look at you know when you increase licensing hours and we're not just talking about nightclubs here there's an extension here of um, you know all bars being able to be open to 12 30 a.m uh, and a facilitating of late night opening of bars to 2 30 and also you know different locations um you know being being allowed to be you know be able to apply for for um for licenses you know museums galleries theaters cinemas thing, things like that so it's not just uh, about nightclubs here this is a much broader um kind of area that that we're talking about and all of these things really when you when you increase the amount of availability of alcohol for sale you increase the sales you increase the level of harms that come from that yeah, it'll be interesting. It, 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 it's unfortunate that's the first time the question's been asked. It'll be interesting to see when it gets asked again in 12, 24, 36 months, whatever the plan is, to see what the trend is. Because as we say, the, the overall trend is is uh, of a downwards nature. Ian, before you go, just a very brief question. I mean, uh, uh, Sheila's right in terms of the consumption levels uh, to kind of ignore COVID. COVID was a strange blip. But has that strange blip had a kind of a legacy for the business or is it back to what it was? What, what this, uh, new pressure have been brought on us the cost of living crisis you know uh, it feels very like um, November 2008 and um, the, the youth of today don't have the money in their pocket they had three years ago yeah uh, so that the, the, there is a, a huge fall off so uh, as well Ian Redmond the owner of Tramline and Delir Street in Dublin and Sheila Gahini the CEO of Alcohol Action Ireland thank you both very much uh, for joining me The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.